It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Today, we're, talk- we're going to talk about who's most likely going to be traded at the deadline. And we're going to look at some Tyus Jones trade ideas next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com slash promo code Locked On. So, um, today we are going to talk about who are the candidates who, or who's most likely to be moved at the deadline. And we're going to look at some Tyus Jones trade ideas. So we're going to slide right into it. Um, so E, looking at the deadline. Now, I know it's a little early, but um, obviously we both said that there needs to be consolidation trade. So if they hold on to these vets. Who, who are some names that you're looking at who could be dealt at the deadline? And what kind of packages do you see us getting in return for them? Yeah, that was a good question by um... – Hubba's Nugga8873 on YouTube. Um, yeah, he said, who's most likely to be traded? Kyle Kuzma, Tyus Jones, or, or Jordan Poole, et cetera. It could be Mascala, Gallinari, uh, Landry Schmidt. Um, that's a good question, man. Um, it's tough, but I, I'll say I don't I'll say I don't think Jordan Poole gets traded at the deadline. I think they keep him this year and they see what they can what they can get from him this year and the year after. Um, I could definitely see Kyle Kuzma being traded at the trade deadline if he plays well. I could see a contender or a playoff team looking for him for his services um, to give them a scoring punch and a, and a point forward, a guy who can get to the rim, get can get, get to the basket and create shots for other guys and create shots for himself. Um, and then uh, Landry Shamet, we heard the Heat were possibly interested in involving him in the Damian Lillard trade if it becomes a three-team or four-team, five-team trade or whatever. Um, same thing with Gallinari. Um, Mescala, we haven't really seen or heard much. He would probably be added to a deal. So I really think you could really just group all these guys together, honestly. I do think Tyus Jones is going to be traded at the trade deadline. I think he's a guy that, that definitely could be traded at the trade deadline. I think DeLon Wright is also a guy, too. You can't forget about him. I think he gets traded at the trade deadline because he, he's in a contract year, and they definitely want to get something for him. Uh, I think most likely you probably get a second-round pick at best, kind of like Monte Morris. But I think you get a second-round pick and maybe a player, because I think you get more than what you got from Monte. Not much more, but I think teams will look at DeLon as more valuable because he's a he's a good he's a darn good defender. He's a really good defender. So I think you can get something for him. And then Tyus Jones, I think a lot of teams are gonna be looking for his services too. We heard the Spurs were interested in him or the Timberwolves were interested. Um, I can see some other teams definitely be interested in him as well because he's a good backup point guard. He's a really good backup point guard. When Ja got hurt, when Ja Morant was hurt or suspended. Uh, Tyus Jones has always stepped up and played really, really well. He's a good professional. 
I think he's going to start this year. And I think he's going to, I think they're going to be able to showcase what he can do. Doesn't turn the ball over much. A, gets a good amount of assists, can shoot the three ball well. Doesn't turn the ball over, can get guys in the sets. Kind of a steady Eddie guy, good floater. Um, he's kind of in that Monte range, but he, I think he's a, a more um, effective player than what Monte Morris is and definitely very consistent. And when, and when he, when, when he gets more playing time and more shots, he's more aggressive. And I think he can score more. So I think Tyus Jones is going to be able to showcase his skills a little bit more instead of being behind John Morant. So I think he's going to get his trade value up. But if there's, I, I would just group all of them all together. I think DeLon is certainly going to be traded before the trade deadline. Uh, and, and Tyus Jones as well. And Mescala and Gallo and Shemetta. I think all of them, honestly, will be traded at the trade. If I had to put money down, I think all of them would trade it. But I would rank, I would rank DeLon first. Then um, – then Shamit number two, then Tyus Jones number three, and then I think all of them are, are pretty similar. Like Gallo, Mescal, I think all of them are pretty pretty similar in, in their <laughs> trade chances, honestly. Yeah, I'm with you. I think all of them are definitely <laughs> – they definitely got a chance to get moved to deadline because um, we got to send some of these aspiring deals out and get some assets from them. You know, DeLon, like you said, um, because he's so dope on the defensive end and he can stretch four, he can shoot, um, he definitely can give them value. Now, you know, I'm with you. It's not going to be much more than what we got from Monte. Second round pick, maybe young guy back. Um, Shamet, you know, I can easily see all of them. And you very well could see a consolidation trade before the regular season starts because, you know, I mean, I think Rollins that I think Rollins showed that he maybe he's the backup point guard of the future. So, you know, I don't think they're so hesitant to move DeLon right after the summer league. And I get a summer league, you know, summer league is one of those things where, you know, it's still it's too small of a sample size. You're not really going against NBA starters yet. But I saw enough from Rollins that I'm very intrigued to see him what he can do as a backup point guard going forward. Same thing with Patrick Baldwin. You know, he's very, very, very raw. But I would like to see with minutes what he can do with the four on the second unit. So, yeah, we definitely got to show up, man. Now, um, areas that we need, man, um, if we indeed want this to be a competitive rebuild, we need a center. So, uh, you know, whether we – because, you know, nothing gets Gav, man. But Gav's not the guy. You know, going forward, he's not that guy. Now, he is right now. He's a good stopgap. But for if we have aspirations to, to move this team into a competitive nature, man, then we got to find a big – it was a little more, you know, so <laughs> I hate to say that, man. I really do because I like Gaff, but we definitely need a center going forward. So we need to look at that uh, point guard. We're not really in a rush right now. So it's just we, we have options. You know, we were talking about starting uh, Tyus over Jordan Poole. I think we have a good problem at point guard because, number one, Wes, he can kind of game plan. You know, you, you, we really don't have to pencil somebody in for starting point guard. You know, you look at certain matchups and we can, you know, you can easily see Tyus start games here and there. You can see Jordan Poole start, you know, at – starting point guard here and there so he's got a lot of options as far as where he can kind of throw guys together because you know we said this the last couple of years with a lot of players in the roster where you know denny can play the, uh, the three and the four um you know kisper can two, uh, play the two and the three you know you have a lot of options so you don't you're not necessarily going to see you know like like it is in baseball where you have a clean cut concrete lineup line not lineup card not nah. you could easily see you know like i said depending on the matchup you know jordan especially you know if you look at matches where we want to push the pace could see Jordan Poole starting. You know, like you said, Tyus Jones, I think, is a better player than Monte, but not too much. But I think that, you know, he shows up the areas that we need, where Monte just couldn't push the pace, man. And that is the issue that we've had the last couple of years, is we need a point guard who's going to push the pace. You know, when we had Ish, <laughs> you know, of all people, we had Ish Smith, you know, it looked good because we were pushing the pace. You know what I'm saying? So we have options, you know, we can very well see, you know, Tyus start here. You know, you see Jordan Poole start. You know, we have a lot of options. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely think that we need to make a consolidation trade before the regular season starts because 
Uh, Muscala, man, I mean, I don't see Muscala getting moved because, you know, how much how much faith do they have in Vucevic if he indeed is able to play in the NBA? You know, I don't see them really – I don't think they're ready to really pencil him in at backup yet. So you you might see Muscala stick around to the deadline. Uh, Shamet, I mean, if you want to really develop uh, Johnny Davis and Bilal, you're going to have to move Shamet. You know, that that's why I think he could be moved before the regular season starts because – why have a rebuild when, you know, you got two guys that aren't going to get playing time? No, Bilal Koulibaly and Johnny Davis both need playing time. So, um, yeah, I think most of them will be gone by the deadline because we definitely need to get assets and we definitely need to kind of thin out the herd. But, um, yeah, I mean, Tyus, I mean, I know there's a lot of debate right now with who's going to start a point guard. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, again, I think that there's not so much pressure in saying, oh, here's your guy for the year. No, like I said, on the matchup, you know, you could see both of them start. So we have options, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can definitely talk about the, the starting point guard in a different in another episode too. I just I just look at Tyus and I think he's a guy that can settle down the troops, a veteran, can shoot the three, can get to the basket with the floater. And uh Jordan Poole at the point. I like him at the point, but a lot of turnovers come with him at the point. You know, he he averaged what three turnovers per game last year. So he turns the ball over at a high rate, but he he gets to the basket, he can really score. So I, I wouldn't mind him being point guard, but you just got to keep that in mind. And Tyson Jones is a guy that can settle the troops down, and I think they're going to need that a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I group all these guys in the same with Gallo, Mescala. You're not going to get much from Mescala, so you're going to have to add him to a deal. Um, Kuzma, he, 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 like I said, he may get traded, and he may get traded before the trade deadline. It, it, it definitely could happen. If they can get a first for him, they certainly should do it. I feel like they definitely could have got a first for him last year before the trade deadline. But um, Tommy decided not to do that. And, you know, they, they try to go in for the plan and, you know, we got Kuz now. So I think they, they got him on a good deal. And I think he's a, he's on a good contract. So they can definitely trade him for a first round pick. I feel, I, I feel like you can definitely get a first for him. Everybody else is, you're looking at a second round pick and a few players are just a second round pick straight up. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Kuzma, that he is a curious case, man, because look, he, they got those new luxury uh, course size seats, man. <laughs> you need somebody to sell the tickets, man. You know, so I can see Kuzma stand beyond this year because you know he's a fan favorite and you know leadership. And look, it'll be fun to watch. So I don't know, man. I I don't know if I'm ready to see Kuz move yet, man. But yeah, I mean, it's weird because yeah, I believe there should be a consolidation trade. In the same sentence, man, um, you can see a lot of them staying to the deadline. You know, necessarily not being moved before the regular season because Gallo, you know, they're not ready. And I'm not ready for Patrick Baldwin to be that guy for the second unit. So I think Gallinari sticks to the deadline. But, you know, the thing is, they're just getting assets in return for a lot of these vets, man. And with this front office, I have all the confidence in the world with this front office, man. Because, again, <laughs> if it was Tommy Shepard, I'd be a little scared right now. But, yeah. you know. One thing, one thing I'll say, too, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. If you listen to the Off the Bench podcast with Chris Miller, who was on the show before, and Will uh-huh. Dawkins, the GM, he did say that he liked a lot of things for Tyus Jones. Um, he sat down with Tyus Jones at the summer league and he liked Tyus Jones' leadership. So Will Dawkins likes Tyus Jones. He's gonna get a lot of playing time. Uh he did talk about Mescala too in the interview. He brought them, he brought their names up, Mescala and Shamit, and he said uh, good things about those guys too. So they're gonna play. They're gonna play. They're, I don't think they're gonna get traded just yet. But before the trade deadline, I definitely feel like something will happen at the trade deadline. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a busy, busy deadline for the Wizards for sure, man. So uh we're gonna talk about Tyus. Jones, uh, we were just talking about Tyus, man, but we got some trade ideas for Tyus. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. So you're asking yourself, how does it work? Well, easy. 
you pick two to six players and they go score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. That's right. 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch. This includes the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NHL, PGA Golf, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, the WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in 30 states and our neighbors to the north in Canada. Download the Prospects app or go to prospects.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Dollars And thanks for making Locked the Wizards your first listen every single day. Every day, tomorrow on the show, we're going to do more mailbag questions. We're going to answer all your questions about lineups, what the vision is going forward. I know a lot of you are interested and excited for the regular season to start. I mean, basketball and football coming up, man. So I'm definitely excited. So definitely tune in. So getting into, we got a couple of trade ideas for Tyus Jones. And we're going to slide into the first one real quick. Um, and this is from uh, Delonte, former host of Locked On Wizards. Definitely shout out to Delonte. Um, he brought up a trade where is Tyus Jones and Corey Kisper going to the Chicago Bulls, excuse me, and return for Patrick Williams, uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Dalen Terry and 26 or 2026 second round pick. So, mm -hmm. do you? I mean, what do you think about this trade proposal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So he brought he brought this up from uh, Bleacher Report. Tyus Jones, Corey. I got. I just got to look at it again. So it's Tyus Jones and Corey Kisper for Pat Williams, Dale and Terry, a 2026 second round pick. So yeah, I'm definitely saying a no on this one. A capital N <laughs> on this one for sure. Um, I'm not giving up Corey and Tyus for Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams is a rotational player, probably like a at best. I mean, he he starts for the Bulls, but at best he's a rotational player, really, on a championship team. A guy that comes off the bench, a good defender. Not much doesn't have really much of an offensive bag or offensive game right now, so I'm definitely not trading Corey Kispert for him. And I think Corey Kispert, uh, it can be a 50 40 90 guy, uh, shot almost 40 percent from the three this, this past season, 88 percent from the free throw line, and it was a great shooter, uh, this past season, especially when Brad and Ku sat in the last half of the season, like he was lighting it up, lightening it up. He had like 28 points against the Rockets the last game of the season, only played like 20 minutes or something like that. He was going crazy 
Um, now defensively, yes, Corey has a lot to be desired, but offensive, I think he's I think he's coming along. I think he's gonna be he's becoming a really, really good movement shooter in this league. So um Dalen Terry, he's struggling. He's been struggling coming out the gate. So he he's having he's been he's been slow with his development. He struggled in the summer. I know it's the summer league, but he struggled in the summer league. Like his best game was against us, and that was like the last game of the summer league. So I'm definitely not really and I like Dalen Terry coming out of Arizona, but no, I'm not giving up. Tyus Jones, Corey Kisper for Pat Williams, Dale and Terry in a 2026 second round pick. I feel like you can definitely get something better than that. Like Pat Williams is, is a mid-tier player at this point right now. So I'm definitely turning that, that trade down. Yeah. It, it you know, at first glance. And, I, and I, I wouldn't even do Corey Kisper for Pat Williams straight up. Like I wouldn't even no. do that. No, I mean at first glance, it's kind of it's hard to look at. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. I'll say this. Um, with this being a rebuilding team. If you could, here's the thing with Patrick Williams. You know the defense is there, man. Yeah. Um. He, you know, he's got the tools offensively. It's just if you look at the situation in Chicago, you know, he's easily was a fourth or fifth option. You know, with a lot of guys who shoot. I think in a situation where he can get touches, if you can unlock the offensive side, I, I wouldn't be unhappy. But again, I'm not ready to part ways with Corey Kisper. <laughs> it ain't happening. Not not for Patrick Williams. Now, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing Patrick Williams because, like I said, the defense is there. I mean, with a rebuilding team, he's going to get touches. Go get playing time, but then again, I just don't like who we're sending over there. You know, Tyus and, and Corey Kispert. So yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna have to be a no. But I'm, I'm gonna say this, man. You know, with a rebuilding team, if we can find that one piece that maybe get a first rounder, and you know, it depends on how bad Chicago wants to off, you know offload them. Because if they really want them gone, then throw a first round pick on there, and then we definitely take. You know, because I think that you know I'm getting a little PTSD from all these second round picks. We need a couple of first round picks, man. So you know, um. I, I have no problem with picking up a bad contract. You know, there's been people saying Ben Simmons. I get it, man. You know, I get it. You know, most people, when they hear that name, Ben Simmons, they're already like, man, get out of here. But, you know, you throw a first-round pick and, you know, see if we can work with him, then I, I have no problem with that. You know, Patrick Williams, he can definitely defend at a high level. It's just I, I, when I look at players, man, I look at what situation they're in. You know, if you look at Chicago, man, you know, you got the Rosen. You had Lonzo Ball, which obviously he's hurt. You know, you had Vucevic. You had a lot of guys who need the ball. So he didn't necessarily have those touches. So I'm thinking, you know, I mean, because I'm trying to see how old is Patrick Williams, do you know? Um, he, um still- he was in the same class with Denny, if I'm not mistaken. They're kind of in the same career yeah. trajectory where they're better defenders than they are on the offensive side of the ball. So I, I want to say he was drafted like well, not like – let me see what pick he was. But I know he was picked right before Denny. He was pick. He was the fourth pick in the 2020 draft. Denny was pick nine. Obi Toppin was pick ten. So they're all kind of like – mid-tier players like they're they're okay players yeah but you just don't see really star star potential or all-star potential from from pat williams denny or obi Toppin at this point yeah it's like pat, i said pat williams is kind of similar to to what denny's doing like mm-hmm. pat williams he has he's averaging 10 points a game four boards denny's giving you about eight um eight points a game so they're kind of they're kind of similar in a sense like good defenders Six seven, he's six seven, two fifteen. Then he's about six nine. So they're kind of in that same range of talent. Yeah, and then we were talking about before the show, man. You don't want too many guys who can play defense and can't shoot. <laughs> so, you know, but again, you know, he he's very intriguing. He's still young, but you know, like you said, there's, there's what you just said is kind of a reason not to get him because his game is so similar to Denny. You know, you don't want two guys who are at that age. But plus, you know, same draft class, so you got to choose between those two. Who you're gonna pay? As far as if you decide to extend one of them, so you know I get it; it'll, it'll create a mess. But you know, it's definitely intriguing. It brings up a good idea that you know I have no problem with them 
taking on a bad contract. It indeed brings us a first, especially a young guy, man. Um, so we're gonna look at another trade. This one is in our division to the Orlando Magic. So it let me pull up this trade real quick. This trade, which is um put through by Bleacher Report, has the Magic sending us Jonathan Isaac, Chuma Okiki, and Detroit's 2026 second round pick for Tyus Jones and Mike Muscala. What are you thinking? This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Uh, John Isaac, man, just so many injuries. Oh, my gosh. Um, Pat Williams, I'm actually looking at some of his numbers, and he shot 41% from the three-point line last year, which is not bad. Off of three attempts, this is not much, 10 points a game, so... Not bad, but yeah, I'm not really looking for Pat Williams because he, he's just so similar to Denny, in, in my opinion. But Jonathan Isaac, my goodness, like he's so talented. He was the sixth pick of the draft and had so much potential coming out of Florida State. But man, he's played so he didn't play in the 2021 season because of ACL in, injury, didn't play in the 2022 season because of an ACL injury, and then didn't play. He played in 11 games in the 2023 season. So I just can't – I can't get any more injured guys. I can't – you know, we just can't bring over injuries. so many injuries. I know we're in a rebuilding phase. I get it. So a reclamation project, this is the time to do it. Or taking a big swing on a project. We took a big swing on Bilal because we're in a rebuilding process. We're not getting a, a guy that we want as like a high floor kind of guy. We got a high um, – or, yeah, like a high floor. We got a high ceiling guy in Bilal. Jonathan Isaac could be a reclamation project. If he can stay healthy, he's a guy that can stretch the floor, six foot eleven, long wingspan, can run the floor, athletic. But how athletic is he after missing two or three seasons? Uh, so I think you can do better than that for Tyus Jones. I'm not saying you can do get a great deal back for Tyus Jones, but I feel like you can get something a little bit better than that. Um, so you got Jonathan Isaac and what was it, like a second round pick or something like that? Yeah, it was uh, Detroit's 2026. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like I said, I think it's gonna be a player in a, in a second round pick for what you're gonna get for Tyus. But I'm not. I'm not getting Jonathan Isaac. I'm, I just can't trust the the medicals on him. Yeah, it's uh, this is a weird one, man. Because one, I don't see how it helps Orlando. How many? Mm. I mean, they got that. This will have them having five point guards. How many point guards do they need in Orlando, <laughs> man? I see. You know, they need to offload a couple of point guards. Be honest with you, um, Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, he's been major injured all the time, man, and uh, he's been synonymous for all the wrong reasons. Um, mm. So. But like I said, with the you know with Patrick Williams, give me a first round pick, absolutely. First round pick and a young player, absolutely. Because they because I know Orlando's been trying to get him off the books for a couple of years now. So I'm easily if I'm the Wizards, I'm saying yeah, absolutely. I'll bring him to DC. Give me give me a first round pick. Because <laughs> I think this front office man, they got they got to get a little tricky with these assets, man. Let people know that hey, you want to offload him, cool. But you know if you want him to be our problem, first round pick. 
<laughs> I think, yeah. and I think that's you know how they're going to do it, man. Because th these guys are some wizards, no pun intended. And in, in, in the front office, man, they they know how to work that magic, man. You know everything they, every move they made this offseason is for a reason. You know people are saying, you know a lot of people were down about us bringing back Kyle Kuzma, but it's it's chess, not checkers, man. There's a reason. You know you he if you look at his salary, this is what probably one of the best team friendly contracts in the NBA. You know, so we, we, you definitely, man, look. When it comes to um, playoff time, a contender's going to want Kyle Kuzma. And he's, they're definitely going to, and like you said, I, I'm with you. I think we could definitely get a first-round pick for Kuzma. Absolutely. Because if you look at, you know, <laughs> what, what players, you uh, you know, if you look at um, the Gobert trade, that just <laughs> changed the whole landscape when it comes to trades in the NBA. So I think we could definitely get a first for Kyle Kuzma. So, yeah, I, I you know, these are a couple of, uh, I guess, you know, positive way intriguing trade ideas for Tyus jones i just don't see us moving on from you know i think we definitely need a consolidation trade but it, i don't see him being moved before the season starts man mm -hmm. i just don't and uh we were talking about muscala and uh, gallinari I, I don't see them being moved before the season starts because again you know we need to show up the five and we need to show up the four so you know there are a couple of good ideas man um Akiki, he's not bad for orlando you know given playing time i think he can be a decent guy to play the three and the four but yeah i mean orlando is a is a very intriguing um, trade partner, man, because they have some young talent. So, yeah, I would definitely take Jonathan Isaac. I get it, the injuries. I get it, you know, reclamation project. I I, I agree 100%. But I'm getting the first-round pick and a young guy out of there. And I'm definitely yeah. I'm definitely catching one of those point guards, whether it's Cole Anthony, whether it's Markel Fultz, who's actually from the DMV. I'm saying bring him home. <laughs> bring him home. So, yes, it's intriguing, man, but I, I would have to kind of – twist the trade around a little bit because Okiki is not enough, man. And second round picks, I get it. You know, they, they have value, but um, we need to start looking to trying to acquire first round picks. You know, we need to start looking at first rounders. So yeah, they're both intriguing, but I'm going to have to say no to both, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just don't think we're going to get a first for Tyus. I think at best we'll get a second round pick on a player. Um, and then Jonathan, he's making about 17 mil per year looking at his contract on spot rack. Um, I don't think they'll attach a first to Jonathan Isaac, or I don't think the Bulls will attach a first to Pat Williams. I would love for that to happen, but I think at best we'll just get a second-round pick attached. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with when it comes to Patrick Williams, but, I mean, how bad do they want to get rid of Jonathan Isaac? I'm just saying, <laughs> look, you know, the, the Wizards under Grunfield, man, we would, we send first-round picks out of every year, man. <laughs> so <laughs> how bad how bad do you want them gone? I, 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 you, I can see us maybe getting a first-round pick if we indeed take on Jonathan Isaac's contract because they want, I mean, they want him off the books. I know that for the last couple of years, they've been desperately trying to get him off the books, man, because they have a lot of young talent that they're going to need to resign. And that contract right now is kind of holding them back a little bit from resigning a lot of these young guys in long-term deals. So um, yeah, those are, those are a couple of really, really good trade proposals, but I'm going to have to say no, man. So <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> before we roll, man, you got any, anything else you want to talk about before we roll out? Nope, that's uh, that's that's uh, that's that's a, those are some in interesting deals from Bleacher Report and Sports Illustrated. But um, the Bulls one, yeah, I definitely wouldn't do that one. No, we're gonna have to say no to that one, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, everybody, appreciate it, everybody. Um, definitely, look, we're gonna do a lot of mailbag. I know everybody's excited and inquisitive about the lineups, we are too. Um, so definitely send us your best questions, man. We are definitely gonna do a lot of mailbag this all season because we're gearing up for the regular season but thanks for making lock the wizards your first listen every day every day or tomorrow we're gonna do a mailbag episode we're gonna answer questions about the lineup everything shoot us your best questions because we are looking forward to answering them all like subscribe comment below let us know how we're doing anywhere you get your podcast five-star review would be much appreciated so again appreciate y'all everybody have a good evening and we'll see you guys next time hail to the wizards and
Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 